Hello everyone, Anthea Durant here. Welcome to my podcast, Ancestral Wisdom and Evolution. Hello, welcome to episode two of my podcast, Ancestral Wisdom and Evolution. I'm really thrilled to have Callie White with me today. Callie White is an ancestral healing practitioner focused on healing the generational wounds rooted in the European witch hunts of 1450 to 1750. Welcome, Callie. Hi, well, thank you. (laughs) It's lovely to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. So, um, first of all, uh, I'd like to ask, how did you connect with your ancestral healing work? Ah, great. Yeah, good question to start with. Um, so I, ah, oh, it was, it's been a bit. The whole ancestral works, it's been a magical journey, really, and. I back in it was 2003 I started a psychotherapy training in psychosynthesis which is a transpersonal model so it includes mind body feelings and also spirit and that at that time that time I I think you know in in hindsight I can see that I was spiritually disconnected and empty you know I'd lived the high life in London working a corporate job and work hard play hard and social life and all of that and I I just started to feel the emptiness of that and um, and began searching and the psychosynthesis really you know I went into it thinking I wanted to work with other people and help other people and very quickly realized that actually I needed the healing for myself and so that kind of triggered the start of my spiritual seeking, if you like. And like many people, I turned to other cultures, other, you know, other approaches. And, you know, I looked, I looked into Buddhism and Taoism and, and, and the Native American um, teachings and wisdom, I guess, were what spoke to me the most. And, and I think it was because of the land connection, you know, that I, that my path took me into um, vision questing and sweat lodges and working with the medicine wheel, um, you know, very earth based work. And and it was incredibly healing. And, I you know, I learned so much and I gained so much from it. And. Uh, and yet I you know I'd never really thought about my own ancestors and then I think it was 2016 or 2017 when Standing Rock was going on in the over in the states in North Dakota and the water protectors were gathering you know all the the Native American tribes were coming together to stand for the earth I just I just had this deep knowing that 
what they were doing was really important. It, you know, it was much. It was about much more than just that one pipeline. And and I and I and I was watching the live streams coming out through Facebook and on social media. You know, because obviously it wasn't covered in the mainstream press. And I just had this urge. I knew I needed to do something to support them. So I I, I set up a Facebook group. The UK stands with Standing Rock, and. Um, and I raised a whole lot of money. And then a friend and I, we it was like we needed to do something to connect energetically, to connect spiritually with them. And so we ended up doing this, a, a little five-day journey in December, in the middle of winter. We started at Pentra Ifan, which is an ancient burial chamber in Wales. And it's where the blue stones that are part of Stonehenge um, you know, archaeologists have traced that, that they originated from there, from the Priscelli Mountains. So we started there, and in my little camper van in the middle of winter, we did this five-day journey, stopping at seven different sacred sites, like stone circles and long barrows uh, along the way, and holding little ceremonies. Like, we didn't really know what we were doing. We would smudge, we'd light a candle, we would offer some prayers, we would think about all those people standing for the earth, standing for the water. And we decided to end our journey at Stonehenge on the morning of the winter solstice, which is one of the, there's two days a year that the stones are open to the public. And that's one of them. And there's always a big ceremony and the Druids are there. And, you know, and it, it's all, you know, it's a, it's quite a thing. And, We'd we'd put the we'd put it out on Facebook as an event, and 500 people said they were coming, <laughs> and they, and we, you know it was like oh my god what are we doing the druids are going to be there who are we to do this you know like, whatever, so we turn up and we're we're terrified and we've got our drums and we've got water is life banners and the UK stands with standing rock, and we just after the druid thing you know everyone's just. The, the druid ceremony where, where everyone's milling around and we just we gathered a circle of people that was like I don't know two three hundred people and every you know everyone was interested we were talking about what was happening at Standing Rock we had little postcards and people wrote messages for them and and then we gathered this circle and and held this ceremony and at the end of the ceremony I read out loud Crazy Horse's final prophecy which is quite a well-known one. And it's all about the white man returning to the indigenous people for salvation, right? To show us the way home because we've gone so awry. And um, and, it, and it was a prophecy that really had spoken to me. And the minute I had finished reading it, under the stones, these massive stones of Stonehenge, I hear this voice, this booming male voice behind me saying, you have your own ancestors. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was like a double tip. It was like, what? Who turned around to see who was there and there was no one there. And uh, it was like, oh, you know, uh, who who was that? What was that? And that was really like a, a bit of a, you know, a wake-up call, a, an instruction, a you know, a spark, it, it, it lit the spark in me to like, to really think about, oh yeah, like I do. And who are they? And 
what does that mean? And, you know, and so, so, so that, then that, that kind of started this next chapter of my inner journey, you know, searching and, and trying to heal the, you know, the, the wounds of disconnection within me. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, one of the things I did, I, I, I found a woman that was offering a weekend about Celtic shamanism and at that point I'd never seen anyone else offer that so I went and we journeyed and met our Neolithic ancestors and she took us to the you know a long barrow and um, uh, stone circles and kind of talked about the the ancient you know what we know of the the Celtic traditions or the Neolithic traditions pre-Celtic actually um, and I just, I, I, I then got really interested in history and I wanted to know the time, what's the timeline? Like, where are my indigenous roots? You know, the Native Americans still have their indigenous roots. They're much closer. They're much, you know, they're, they're, they're still alive in their lineages. You know, not not for all of them, of course, but but it's it is still there in their culture. So where where are my indigenous roots? So I started to kind of follow that thread um, through this um, through this workshop, through reading, you know, like that. What? You, that, yeah. What's the timeline? So then, seeing that you know, there's the there was the Normans from France, and then the the Vikings, and the Anglo Saxons, and the Romans, and then the Celtics, and the Celtic peoples, and all the different tribes, and then the the Neolithic times. You get you know with the stone circles and the long barrows. And um, and then your course kept popping up on my Facebook feed, annoyingly because I really didn't want to have to come into London every weekend. And, <laughs> you know, but it was just like it kept calling me. It was calling me. It was like you know. And I I, I kind of I know myself well enough now to know when you know when these things keep knocking. We need to follow. I need to follow them, right? So <laughs> that was kind of how I found my way to you and. Um, and then you know, and then that that was a uh, that that you know, there's there's a couple of pieces with ancestral work. One is understanding the lineage and the the history and the the kinds of lives and the belief systems that are that the people that I have descended from, you know, held. And then there's the working with the spirit, working with what we're carrying somatically, reclaiming the the gifts and the strengths and the things that we've lost, but also healing the the wounds, right? Because that you know it's you. <laughs> so that was kind of how I I got into it and uh, how it all started. Yeah. So you've really um, followed the call of your ancestors. So what um, gifts do you think this path, you know, has given you? from your ancestors what gift have you connected with um so many it's it it, it's been like the missing piece of the jigsaw for me I you know through so I was adopted and carried the you know the the wound of separation from mother which you know I I had no idea was there I had no idea what that was or how that impacted me until I went into psychotherapy and, you know, and that training and then being in therapy myself and, 
you know, all the reading and the experiential work that I did. And so that all of that work gave me a lot and helped me make sense of a lot of things. But I I still carried this sense of not knowing, not really knowing who I was or not having a sense of being held. Um and it, and it was the it was the ancestral work that really was it that it, you know it, I said yeah it felt like the missing piece of the jigsaw that that through that and through the lineage work has given me a sense of home like I am of this land my people. Even you know that with ancestors, with a lot in the, in my work now, when I first start working with people, when you start to talk about ancestors, most people initially will think of recent ancestors and and people that they've known in their lives, like grandparents or great aunts and uncles or their parents, right? And for me, the gifts have really come from going further back than that and thinking about the lineage like as i said back to up to indigenous roots and 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 feeling the you know the the resonance of that in my body on this land so that i you know i don't need to go off searching to india you know to to america to other countries to other places to find it it's like this is home now, you know, on a on a mac, kind of on the macro level, like this country, and um, and it's and and that 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 feeling, that sense, that it's just shifted everything for me. You know, it's kind of like it's it's given me my confidence back. It's given me. Um, that like knowing who I am and being okay with who I am, you know, despite all my foibles and you know imperfections and all of that, and and it and the other like big massive thing is purpose. So when I was doing my training with you, and we were using the the shamanic drum technique as was one of the tools that you you know you were teaching um to connect with ancestors i i was practicing every day pretty much like i was drumming every day and uh and i, I i'm re and at the same time i'm you know i'm watching history documentaries and immersing myself in all of that and and i bumped into the witch hunts it's like there's this 300 year period of witch hunts in our collective history, which, you know, I knew about. And, I, you know, I kind of I knew about witches. I was never really called to that path or never considered myself a witch or any of that. And. The, my 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 ancestors from those times started to come flood into my journeys every day. And not they were. It wasn't just the witches, right? It wasn't just the women 
that were hung or burned or you know accused or whatever it was just it was it was ancestors from the, that period that time period in general so there were men there were women there were children and they would what would happen is they would show me their lives what had happened to them and then and i and some of it was really quite harrowing and really tragic and sad and I would come out of the journey and somatically it was like I was feeling what they hadn't been able to feel or express. And, and, and I am being asked to do that. And, um, and so I, th- this whole thing about the, the witch hunts, it, it, as I, the more I worked with it, it's like I was making connections and understanding how, the 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 survival patterns of the past have patients and we still you know we we still carry them today like we know through epigenetics that trauma is passed down and we inherit it and and what i started to make the connection with was like i i for years i've sat in women's circles i've run women's circles i've done a lot of women's kind of empowerment work and through all of that time whilst I got a lot out of that there was always this like underlying sense of "Mm, you know is this really safe can I really trust this what is this like have these women really got my back and what I what my ancestors showed me was the trauma wound of the like the betrayal of women against women like women being forced to betray each other under torture to name you know if you were if you were accused of being a witch and under torture pressed for an accusation, you were also asked who you were working with because there was a belief that witches didn't work alone. And in those days, people only knew their neighbours and their family, right? So, they, you know, they were forced to betray their own. And I, I, I it kind of showed me this link, like now, how that, that's been passed down and how, like, mothers to keep their daughters safe keep them small and keep keep you know we stay separate to stay safe and just how much now as that as that survival patterning continues how much it's it's you know it's harming our health and our well-being and because we're designed to be connected and live in community and rely on each other and support each other and so the ancestors, the you know, the guidance was to to uh, having done a whole, you know, my, my own work around it was then to take it out into the world and to share it with other women, which was like a you know, it was like a a, a mission. It was like a spiritual mission for the first time. I I had this sense of being clear on what you know, what do I need to do with my life, like what okay I'm, I need to do this now and so it took me out on a, a 13 moon pilgrimage <laughs> around give you know I gave up my home I got just I you know I was recently divorced I'd um I, I gave up my home and went out in a van around the whole cape the whole of the UK and Ireland and the instruction was to gather women every full moon in ceremony to honor the women that had been persecuted as witches and um it, you know it was te- it was terrifying at the beginning and then 
the, the, with each one, with each ceremony, more and more women came, more and more women came. Like I started with five and then by the end there was like 70. And it just, it really showed me how just the resonance in the collective field that it's like we, we, we do our personal work. There's inner personal level work in a child work, if you like this lifetime work. And then there's the collective ancestral field that, and what we're carrying from that and how we, how we all connect in that and how we all, all are together in that. Um, and so that, and, and that, that's, that's become my passion and my purpose and that that work goes on um in various forms and um and it and it's beautiful and it's challenging and you know it, it's heartwarming and it's inspiring and it's you know it's all sorts of things um so that, that yes that you know I'm daily grateful to my for my ancestral connection for having found my way back to having that having ancestral connection as part of my everyday life and being a support in my life and guidance and a, a, a you know a level of support that I know that I can trust and rely on and It, it it kind of it, it it takes away fear it you know that going out on the road like that it you know it was like okay I, i'm i'm going to i'm going to follow your instruction i'm going to do this thing and it's terrifying and you've got to make sure i'm all right and you know the the handing over of it and and once I'd done that, that it was like the fear was gone. It was like I, I okay, I, I'm held in this, and that you know I, I had the most magical year, with you know being sent to magical places, having meeting amazing people, having incredible experiences, you know each one. All, all, all little, little, you know, spoons of medicine that I needed for my own healing that I could then use in service of the, of the collective. Um. So, yeah, I mean, life changing gifts. <laughs> That's so powerful. How you <coughs> that initial ancestor connected at the stone circle and then you following your guidance from that and then just letting go and going on this amazing journey connecting in a van was it, it you know connecting with all these women extraordinary and you know I've been following your work how it's really expanded from there so this leads perfectly onto your work with uh, the witches revival which is huge <laughs> yes so the witches revival um is a it's a four-day event in that i'm i'm co-creating with three other women in lancaster in um in august 
and it's the 17th to the 20th of August. And we've chosen that weekend because it's the anniversary of the Pendle Witch Trials. The, the, the trials, you know, the, the Pendle Witches are in, in England. You've got the Pendle Witch story and then the Matthew Hopkins trials down in East, East Anglia. And because of the... Um, the the detailed trial records that have you know have survived they're the t they're probably the two most well-known witch hunt stories in England and the trial in Lancaster was it it was two days and the and then on the 20th the 10 of them were hung one of them had died in prison old Demdike a woman in her 80s and so we are you we're going to honor them we're going you know it's 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 a there's lots of layers to the event one of the layers is memorializing the witches and you know i i for me it's important but it's important that we do it in a way that actually shift something or ch changes something makes a difference like i it, you know i think every year when we honor the soldiers of the first world war it's a beautiful thing to do and yet we're still fighting wars so you know we're kind of missing the point um and so with this we're you know we're we're remembering the though the, the you know witches they were women and two men ordinary people like us vi you know victims of a miscarriage of justice really and let's remember them but also use their tragedy to mirror something to teach us something about ourselves because the you know the the victim and the perpetrator dynamic runs in all of us psychologically you know we can all be the victim we can all be the the persecutor or the perpetrator um and so the the event is it, it's it's rooted in the, in the pendle witches and on the sunday we are having an outdoor kind of memorial day so we're going to start at Lancaster Castle and have a ceremony to honor them in there that was where they were held in the in the prison there and then we're going to walk the route we're going to, we're going to process um like a, a, a pilgrimage and walk the route that they were carted up to Gallows Hill which is now a big park in Lancaster um and you know we're going to do kind of a few different rituals and things along the way but end up on the uh, on the hill there and have a celebration and the theme of the event is reclaiming what we lost because linking ancestral work with psychological work and trauma work you know what we see is what we've suppressed you know what what's been oppressed and what we continue to to oppress and suppress in ourselves right so the theme of the event is reclaiming what we've lost and that's about the parts of ourselves that we've lost. Um, so um, we're creating an archetypal journey 
through the witch archetypes, really. So the wise woman and the intuitive and the creatrix and the healer. And so we've got seven archetypes. And so the, the invitation is to come and to reclaim those parts of ourselves that are that are needed now. Like, to, you know, that that are it's it's designed in a way to help women um really uh, you know just to 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 think about what like what where's the wise woman in me how do i resonate with the wise woman how can i you know is she suppressed am i uh, uh, am i you know uh, is she alive in me in my life is she supporting me whatever and and so um so it's a reclamation weekend an inner reclamation weekend which is empowering right but at the same time ancestral work is grief work a lot of times and it's rage work and you know what I've noticed in lots of my workshops is women come and they're carrying all this stuff like you know grief and sadness and anger and frustration and anxiety and fear and they just don't know what to do with it like we so we you know we have to create spaces to take these things because if we're carrying all this stuff if we're stuffing it down if we're holding it in, it's blocking our joy and our, you know, our sponta- spontaneity and our adventure and our creativity and our love and our ability to connect. So it's this, you know, it's this weekend. We've got a whole lot of workshops. We've got some incredible speakers coming. We've got the archetypal. Uh, it's like an experiential exhibition, if you like. We've got an emporium where we've invited people who are making things and creating things using the old lost skills and crafts and arts um we've got a live show a three night live show that the two of the group have written and they're they're performing um which tells the story of of woman from the birth of time and the kaliach which is the closest we've got in our culture here to uh to a creation story um, and and then how the, the 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 powers, if you like, of of women have been suppressed, and then how we reclaim them, and what the future looks like when when that's all liberated, really, and uh, and it's a beautiful future. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a big event. It's like you know multi layered, and um, I, I, and it and it feels like you know it's going to be powerful. It's like coming together with like-minded women you know it's it's not it's called the witch's revival but it you know it's it's about the witch in the sense of a woman in in connection with her innate magic right connected to the land connected to herself her ancestors her sisters you know each other um so yeah, so that, so that that that's the witch's revival, um, which is coming up very soon. <laughs> that sounds amazing. What date does it stop at start, and uh, where can people find information about that? So it's the seventeenth to the twentieth of August mm-hmm. this year, twenty twenty three, um, and you can find out all about it and see who the speakers are and all the different workshops that are on and everything else. Um, at the website, which is thewitcheshouse.org. Um, and you can come for four days, you can come for one day, you can come for two days. You know, it, we've kind of, we've, we've tried to design it so that as many women can 
can come as possible. We've got lots of women coming to immerse themselves in, in four days of it. Um, and we'll have an opening ceremony every morning to bring, you know, we'll all come together because there's lots of lots of women coming on their own. So we'll all come together. We'll hold an opening ceremony. We'll honour the ancestors. We'll, we'll do a little bit of ancestral connection work, set up the day, and then um, everyone kind of goes off to different workshops and different spaces. We're, we're taking over the story in Lancaster. <laughs> incredible venue. <laughs> And then we'll we'll finish each day with a closing ceremony, um, and then and so Thursday, Friday, Saturday we're at the story, and then Sunday we start in the garden at the story, but we're outside. We're we're going to do the walk from the castle up to the hill. So yeah, so if anyone can get to Lancaster and wants to come and join us, you're very welcome. Um, it's like we're we're diving deep and rising high. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage everyone to uh, go to that because I know Callie did a very successful exhibition last year at the story and um, which was very highly attended and very successful and so successful that it was talked about a lot in social media, along with her being on the Jonathan Ross uh, TV show. So from that success and um, good organisation, I would... Uh, say that this is going to be yet another fantastic event so I encourage people to attend that thank you that's very So um, how do you think um, ancestral healing serves the collective? Um, I think it collective, you know, because we 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 have a shared ancestry, and 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 uh, in, particularly in this you know in in the UK like i'm 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 kind of focused on the UK and and my own roots but it it, it kind of goes for all countries really like you know people have moved around for centuries for millennia and when when you look at the timeline of of our ancestry here and we see the Normans and the Vikings and the Anglo-Saxons and the Romans. And, you know, we, we're a mixed, we're a mongrel breed, really, you know, with, with mixed up belief systems and customs and, you know, traditions and, and you know, our language even. Um, and, and so with, when, with that, with the awareness of that, um it you know it what what how i see it helping and serve what how i've seen it help it's like it, there's something it, there's something about being able to hold the be, being proud of where we've come from being having a you know having a positive relationship with our own roots and also being able to honor the culture in you know, different cultures and 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 breaking away from cultural appropriation 
you know, like I, I'd gone to the Native Americans seeking spiritual connection. And and in, in a way that was appropriation, not consciously, um, but but actually that I have my own roots like we you know if we trace our own roots we find the the answers that that we need so I I think you know that the that that's the first thing it's like it, it, it deepens our understanding of humanity and and the story of humanity and where we've come from and 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 it also helps us see that we're all carrying stories of traumatic experiences. So whether, you know, slavery is a, is a big topic at the minute and racism and the, the, for me that, and it rather than it's not a black and white thing. There's a lot of nuance in that field and and in that you know that in that whole world and so looking at our personal stories our personal ancestral stories and and listening to those of others it opens our hearts and it deepens our connections because we've all ha- we all carry s- stories of victimhood we all carry stories of persecution the the perpetrator and and i think it's a it's a it's a it's a pathway that can increase levels of compassion and understanding and and connection right and and help to help us to evolve in a more connected way to to create a more connected world, connected with the land as well, right? That's a big part of it as uh, to, um, you know, trauma disconnects us. And in my work that I did with women following the pilgrimage, I, I kind of talked, it, 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 it came through as like, you know, talk about it as three wounds of separation, separation from self, separation from nature, separation from each other. And so when we really think about that and understand that it's nobody's fault, like there's no, like blame doesn't help. The the past is the past. And we will keep repeating the patterns unless we open those doors unless we look at those stories unless we feel the discomfort of you know some of our ancestors that didn't do very nice things or you know some of our ancestors that you know were subject to abject poverty or you know extreme suffering whatever we're not going to stop it happening now unless we can look at that and own it and feel it and it it's a collective piece of work none of us can save the world (laughs) you know it it has to be it's a collect it's our collective story and I think at this time when 
we're in the sixth mass extinction and we're standing at a crossroads and and very quickly we need to decide which way to go um the more of us that are looking at the the, the collective story the collective trauma and working in the field of collective healing the better you know the better yeah that's absolutely right there is a common theme that every human is experiencing and it's getting everyone to acknowledge that in order to harmonize relationships with each other uh-huh. that's why it's such an important work mm-hmm. um could you just um i think there's a poem and a ritual you want to uh um as a rallying cry to help the dynamics of the witches that you'd like to share. Mm, yeah, so so when I was in, um, kind of immersed in my own ancestral work and the and the witch the the the, the ancestors from the the burning times, as I call it, um, which is a term that was coined by, I think it was Starhawk back in the nineties. Um, the burning times as a way of describing the the period of the witch hunts, which, by the way, affected the whole community. It wasn't just the witches; it you know it affected everyone anyway. Um, the, the the along with the instruction to take this work out on the road, this poem came through. Now, I like I'm not a writer. I'm not a a poet and this just dropped in like in 10 minutes and so I know it wasn't you know it was from Mm -hmm. somewhere else and and it was a rat it was the rallying cry right it was a it was what I was being instructed to to go and do so it's yes I'd like it would be great if I could share it thank you it's called unleash the witches there is witch in my blood there is witch in my bones In the stillness of night, she is calling me home. As I listen in deeply, I hear she is screaming. Her grief and her fury, they shatter my dreaming. Wake up from your slumber, there's no time to waste. In the silence of darkness, she urges me haste. I have left you with wounds that may cracks in your soul, but also with gifts that may heal you back whole. My dowry is rich, a chest full of treasure, bursting with colour and wrapped up in pleasure. I offer you wisdom from the womb of the earth, intuitive healing, the miracle of birth. Through me come your roots, they are ancient and long, your right to belong told through story and song. I gift you my heart that is loving and kind, my community spirit and intelligent mind. We are magic, you see, and magic is real, not something we do, but something we feel. Take back your body, take back your power, dance naked and wild on the old witching hour. For my wounds are so deep, I am broken inside. I have learnt I'm unsafe, to survive I must hide. 
I mistrust my sisters, wear masks of deception and shut down my light in exchange for connection. There is horror in my bones and violence in my blood, but there's never a lotus without black sticky mud. You must feel this to heal this and are held by great mother. Go gather the witches and sister each other. For there is witch in your blood and witch in your bones. And life is now calling for maiden to crone, to bleed on the land and step into the fire and unleash the witches to shine and inspire. For there is witch in our blood and witch in our bones. And in the stillness of night, they are calling us home. <laughs> That's so amazing. And when you were talking, one could tell it was a direct transmission because mm -hmm. as you speak, you can feel that transmission. And it's so obvious to me that you are not only help that, that collective, not only helping heal the feminine wound, but also helping to heal the masculine wound because from the healing of one part becomes the healing of another part so it's such fantastic work and i honor you for all the work that you've done for all the risks that you've taken for following your heart and for trusting your ancestors because it is true that when we are delving within the shadow and the darkness it's a heart-centered warrior journey but knowing that we've got these amazing guides and ancestors with us uh, makes that journey a bit more easier. But from doing the amazing work that you have is uh, the unfoldment of so many healings, not only for individuals, for the collective. So I want to congratulate you on all your work and uh, your future work. And I know the ancestors are extremely proud of you. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> thank you for being an incredible teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you too. know that, that the training with you was was a, was a fundamental, it's like a linchpin in, in all of it you know out of which it's kind of it's all grown really so um you know yeah we're we're we're, we're walking each other home yeah we are <laughs> thank, you. thank you so before we share how people can contact you is there anything else that you feel you need to say to you know tune into the energy that we're in now that you feel is coming up before we share how you, people can contact you Um, I, I, I think, you know, just to say that for, for me, I, that with ancestral work, for me, it, it, it's really grounded work. So like we, you know, when we think of ancestors, we think of spirit, um, and, and of course that's a big part of it. And you know the the evolution of consciousness and and all of that uh, and uh, and another big part of it is is the land is the earth and um 
and for me the the two are inseparable so you know it's like it, it this work is grounding which i which i think is is really important right now like we are we're in a time when the structures that we have relied upon for support like in in the uk you know the the nhs national health service and the school system the education system the political system the you know all of it it's things are changing things are breaking down there is increasing amounts of division and polarization and separation and i we're being called back to our, our own selves and our and our connection with the land and our connection with what it means to be human and why we're here and the, for me the ancestral work has has given me those answers those ancestors those answers the ancestral answers <laughs> um, so it, it if people are you know there's a lot of fear and uncertainty and anxiety around in the collective and the ancestral work is a huge antidote to that um i think that you know that's kind of what i would what i would say to to to, to finish um and and in terms of contacting me i i've got two websites thewitcheshouse.org so that's the one where you can find information about the revival and then there's going to be other stuff I've, I've got other things in the in the pipeline beyond that online courses um, and things um, and then my personal website is loveisourpower.com um, so that's where you could read a little bit about my ancestral healing work and my approach to that and the pilgrimage and and all of that work that I did then so yeah and in the bio, we'll also put details about your Instagram page, etc. Okay, yeah. Great, yeah. So thank you again, Callie. It's been wonderful talking to you and uh, your amazing work. And I'm looking forward to see um, what else will be emerging in the future. And I wish you all uh, good luck with your uh, event in August. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.